Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of other 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Every Wednesday at 135, we are pleased to be joined on his uh, twice-weekly appearances here in Oilers Now by NHL insider John Shannon for the Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a Legacy legacy Heating and Cooling. John, just can you uh, confirm or deny whether or not the Liberal government consulted you on Bill C-10? Uh, don't bet on it, Bob. Is <laughs> <laughs> that okay? Yeah, that's a good response. All right, look, just before we get to Nugent Hopkins and goings on in hockey and that sort of thing, you're a sports fan. I'm a sports fan. I love television. I love theater. I was really happy that my daughter, Tori, uh, figured out how to get uh, TSN on as an app because we had a uh, a little bit of an accident over in the neighborhood uh, in southwest Edmonton that knocked the cable out for my neighborhood for about six hours yesterday. And so I was able to watch the, the second half of the game between England and uh, Germany. It's yeah. been so long since England beat Germany in a game that mattered, uh, they were actually called West Germany. <laughs> it was back in 1966. Yeah. That was great theater yesterday, was it not? It, it sure was. And and even the action within the game, Bob, when you think that, uh, I think it was Muller that had the great scoring opportunity for the Germans, and he missed. And then next thing you know, Harry Kane's going down the pitch and making it 2-0. How's that? I'm getting yes. into the soccer. Uh, there. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, that to me was the ultimate drama was the, the heartbreak at one end and the ecstasy at the other. So from that perspective, I'm sure that uh, all of our friends in, in England these days are in, enjoying it, but they, don't, they can only enjoy it for, a, for, what, three more days. Saturday's coming, and it'll be a quick one. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I love is the caliber of the play-by-play broadcasters and it is a slower a slightly slower developing sport at times um but their economy of words exceptional uh i i think that's not just in uh in the world of of football Uh, i think that is in the vernacular of what was you know, the great bastion of broadcasting, the BBC and, and now ITV and Sky. Um, you know, remember the, the great British golf commentators like Peter Alice, similar. 
their ability to use the correct adjectives <laughs> at a simple time are absolutely remarkable. You know, they, we for the longest time the British had a philosophy that you know what a, what a commentator is supposed to do is uh, not be part of the coverage, but uh, but add to it, and not be the story, but be the storyteller. Uh, there are often times in our on our continent uh, when the storyteller thinks he's more important than the story, and, and the commentary is more important than the comment he's making. Um, so, from that perspective, the British still do do something uh, in a much simpler fashion. I, uh, you know, I, I do a little teaching, Bob, and what I tell play-by-play uh, -play men and and color men and women what to do uh, is the higher in the food chain you go, the higher in the network chain you go. Uh, the more you say with less words, and less I think more. the British understand that better than anybody else. Less is more, and sometimes you got to let the game breathe. John Shannon from Legacy Heating. Like, like a fine wine, Bob. Like a fine wine from Rose Chris, you have to let it breathe. There you go. Uh, let's get to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. John, I must tell you, um, I, and we did not have Brian Lawton on the show today. Uh, Brian had to attend to a personal matter. You can figure out uh, the connection there. I think it was uh, Tom Curry's funeral today, wasn't it? It was. So, yeah. uh, you know, of course, Brian headed up Octagon for a number of years. Rick Vallette's with Octagon. Brian's still in daily conversations uh, with a guy like Mike Liute, who represents Leon Dreisaitl. Were you surprised this happened I thought it might take until the middle of July to get this done, just before the, you have to have your expansion draft list. Your thoughts, first, on the timing of it, and secondly, on your overall assessment on the eight-year extension for Nugent Hopkins at $5.125 million, John. Well, let's do the latter first. Uh, uh, this is a win-win-win. Uh, and the first win, I think, is for the fans. I, I think that uh, if you've been around this club, and around the city, you know the popularity of Ryan and what Ryan has meant to Oiler fans for a long period of time. I also think that there's a, a, a constituency of, uh, of fans that, you know, saw Everly go, saw Hall go, and my goodness gracious, was one of the triplets going to, the, the last of the triplets going to go? I think it was important to keep Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the fold. Um, the, the second thing was, it, and you and I talked about this on both radio and television, it needed to be on a team-friendly number. That's what everybody's been saying since the signing occurred yesterday. This is a team-friendly number. Uh, and in order to get to the team-friendly number, they needed to guarantee some job security and a no-move clause for Ryan. So to me, this, is, this goes out and about the right way for, for all three levels of, of hockey people in Edmonton. The other thing I would say uh, um, is that I was surprised it happened quickly, but then when you put two and two together and get four, let's remember that the Oilers brass were together on the pro side last week. And th they went through with a fine-tooth comb their roster of who they have, what they need. And I think they came to a realization um, of Ryan, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins' complete value. And I think a lot of that was reinforced in those pro meetings that said, you know what, we could go out and find free agents, but you're not going to find a free agent that wants to finish his career in Edmonton, that is prepared to talk uh, financially, one that is uh, team-friendly as well, 
And it just makes more sense that it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, somebody they know, rather than going into the free agent market and trying to find a second or third free agent for this roster. John, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, but guy would say, yeah, but what about the last three years? It'll be 34, 35, 36. I look at this like they're basically paying him $6 million for the first five years and like 3.75. And at that point, in years 6, 7, and 8, hopefully the industry will rebound a little bit. The cap will go up, and that'll be a less prohibitive situation. That's how I would sort of look at that. Uh, give me your assessment on that. I think, I think both sides look at it that way. Uh, I, I, and and what, what is a reality of long-term contracts now isn't what, you know, the, back, the famous back-diving contracts isn't the fact that, well, he'll just, we'll just pay him out. It's what the buyout is. And when you look at what the buyout is on this contract, and I'm not suggesting they're even contemplating this now, but the reality is it's something that has to be factored. This is a buyout. This is a contract that can be easily bought out. Yes, and I think you're right, Bob. In a world of salary cap by then, and by the way, the last two years of this deal are in a new CBA. Uh-huh. Not, not in the existing CBA, in a new CBA. Uh, and I think that uh, you're going to see that the, the Oilers will, if Ryan is still contributing, Ryan will still get paid and play. If, if both sides feel it's time to move on, then there might be a mutual decision uh, at that point to, to buy Ryan out. But that's a long way away, Bob. And and what they've done do is that what they've done is cemented a, a quality player, right? Uh, for this organization, for the unforese- for the for the foreseeable future. And I gotta, you know, perhaps most importantly, is invested in the community and wants to stay here. That's right. In a time you want people to you want people to live in Edmonton. You want people to be part of the community. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he has made that commitment. John, uh, you brought this up about three weeks ago about the Olympics. Uh, Connor McDavid addressed it today. Obviously, you know the players want to play in the Olympics, and they kind of thought that was part of the extension on the CBA front. What are you hearing in relation to that at this time? Where are we at right now? Because uh, ultimately, it's the NHL that makes their players available, partially by scheduling uh, for the Olympic Games for 2022. Well, there are, as we've mentioned a couple of times, there are two schedules, one with the uh, All-Star break in, in Vegas and one with the Olympic break in Beijing. Um, you know, do I think that there's an appetite at, at the league level in the New York office to go to the Olympics? I don't. But uh, do I think they've made a commitment to the players they will make best efforts to go? I do. Uh, the question is, is what is that criteria beyond logistics and beyond insurance, which have been addressed apparently? What are, the, what are those, what is that criteria that says to the league, okay, we're going to, can we get this access to TV? Can we get the uh, treatment of our VIPs? You know, where is some financial aspects of this and, and promotion? And, and quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the ask is the ability to use the Olympic rings with the NHL logo for a 17-day period, which has not been allowed in previous Olympics. Um, those are the types of things, and that branding is the type of things that the NHL is going to be asking for, and it's going to be a question of whether the IOC agrees to it or not. Does the IIHF have any sway, for lack of a better term, in this conference conversation, or is this... 
sort of at the IOC slash NHL level? Well, it's a it's an IIHF run tournament. The, okay. the actual hockey tournament at the Olympics is run by the federation. Okay. Um, so they are they are involved. They are involved in so many levels. What they've allowed the NHL to do in order to try to keep the NHL invested is, for instance, allow NHL referees. Uh, there are certain aspects of the game that are done with uh, the NHL in mind. In fact, in Beijing, we're going to use an NHL side rink uh, this time around. Uh, however, however, the, the, the overarching editorial of the whole Olympic Games is run by the IOC. Right. So when it, you know, the when the federation says yes, we'll help with logistics, we'll help with insurance financially. The federation can do that, but there's a ton of stuff that the uh, the only people that can sign off on it are the IOC and the Chinese Olympic Federation and the Beijing Olympic Committee, uh, and I think that's where the issue is. What's your gut at this time, John? Uh, my gut is that they're not going. Wow. I have it at 45% uh, that they're going, so 55% not going. But that, and, and, and that is just my gut, and it has okay. been my gut all, all along with, with what was going on in the pandemic, with the CBA, with the bubble, with the travel, with Seattle coming. I just thought there were too many, too many things that would get in the way. Uh, and, 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 and at a certain point, Bob, you have to take Gary and Bill at their word Yes, that, you do. yes, they are going to make it work if they can, but they can't compromise everything in the NHL and the NHL schedule for 32 teams for 17 days. When they don't get any licensing rights off of that, which to me, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm just stunned that that's still an issue. Like I would have thought, like, come on, IOC, move around here. Let's make. Well, why would the IOC, the I, for the IOC's thinking? Um, I, I've been already been told that most of the tickets have been sold for the hockey tournament. So what's the difference, whether they're there or not? You know, and, and so all the interest, the, the reason the NHL and the PA, the PA wants to go because the players want to go to play because it's an living experience. Right. The reason you want to go as the NHL is to open up your uh, a, the world's largest television market to a game that we think is better than any other. And and what what has to happen, uh, there has to be a financial positive repercussion for the NHL, not just for 17 days, but in the long run, of opening up to the Chinese market. And that's something I think that the NHL, that's one of the things that might sway the NHL to try to make this work. Look, Bob, you, we talked about uh, uh, the Euro. Uh, yes. Let's face it, the world of soccer of professional soccer is financially in great shape. And one of those reasons is they've been able to take millions and billions of dollars out of the Chinese market at a time when everybody thought the television was going to flatline uh, across Europe. And it hasn't, and it hasn't because of the Chinese market. John, one day we'll have a conversation on the 2002 World Cup where Japan, six years earlier, and South Korea were awarded the event. Japan was not a team that had the caliber to be in the event. And South Korea was involved in two games to this day, uh, one with Italy, one with Spain, that remain, you know, there's still people that think the fix was in on those events. And then think of Qatar hosting in 2022, how much money was given up by that government, which has endless supply of uh, 
financing yeah. to, to make it. It's, it is an interesting conversation. Awesome stuff, John. Let's talk early next week. Have a wonderful Canada Day, okay? Yeah, happy Canada Day to you, Bob, and the family, and uh, everybody in Edmonton. There you go. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Paying overtime rates on their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy. We go to list day in Oilers history, and it involves a player that was on yesterday's uh, NHL production of the award show and was is a Hall of Famer and a Norris Trophy winner, and he was traded to the Edmonton Oilers, and you forgot about it. Uh this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. This September, travel a private WestJet charter to Whistler, B.C. Play four spectacular mountain courses. Details at NewWestTravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. All right. 2003, the Oilers acquire the rights to free agent defenseman Brian Leach from the New York Rangers in exchange for netminder UC Markkinen and a conditional draft pick. Now, even at that time, Oilers didn't really have any plans to sign the 33-year-old Leach, opting to take the compensatory uh, second-round pick as he was a Group 3 free agent. There's some real deep hockey talk there. Uh, they ended up reacquiring Markkinen from the Rangers in March of 2004. Four players deal. There you go. Uh, that's the Steen Oilers history brought to you by Newest Travel. Experience a great golf trip to Whistler. And a pro- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I have a jet for spectacular mountain courses. Details at newwesttravel.com. We'll take a quick time out and wrap up Oilers Now after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 153 in Edmonton. Tomorrow on Oilers Now. A best of orders now edition put together by Brendan Escott. We'll replay our Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Ken Holland conversations from yesterday's show. Uh, hear from Elliot Friedman and a replay of Corey Prodman from The Athletic on the upcoming 2021 NHL Draft. Friday's show will be a live edition of Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman will join us for his uh, regular weekly hit. Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers from Game 3 in Montreal to talk a bit about uh, Tampa Bay, the financial advantages that uh, they deployed to put themselves in the position of the depth that they do. Hart Levine will join us from Puckpedia. Cam Moon, uh, one of my two uh, radio play-by-play partners this year, uh, it, it will uh, be on uh, Friday's show as well, as well as Oilers Now Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Coming up tonight at 5.30, Reed Wilkins with the face-off show for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. And uh, we will tell you that... Uh, we will have game two of the Canadians and the Lightning. Again, the face-off show with Reed from five, Rob Brown as well, 5.30 to 6, and then puck drop at 6 p.m.
That concludes the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Followed by Angela Coquat uh, from 2 to 3 p.m. today. And then the 6.30 Ched Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Have a wonderful Wednesday and great Canada Day. Back at you with a live show on Friday and the best of Oilers Now tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Ched.